So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. Now today we have another episode in our series of podcasts looking at common business topics and what the perspective of the principles of quality of mind is on that topic. So taking a peek behind the lens of how quality of mind sees some important aspects of the business world. Uh, If you haven't already, have a look at our previous episodes in this series. Uh, We've done one on leadership uh, and also one on productivity. Now, today we're going to talk about the wonderful topic of decision-making. Now, decision-making is something that we are all doing all the time, every day. And actually, it's just as probably uh, relevant for your home life as it is for the workplace. So let's have a little dive into decision-making and then have a look at what quality of mind has to say about that. So if you think about it, as you go through your working day, there are times when you are making decisions and it is registered and acknowledged as a decision. You might be in a meeting uh, or a conference call and the objective or one of the objectives of that uh, conversation is to make a decision about something so you have a way forward. It might be something that you're just doing yourself, deciding a strategy, making a decision on something for yourself, or even just how to respond to an email to a colleague. You might have a couple of choices that appear in your mind uh, and you decide which one to go forward with. Now, so we're doing it all the time. So really, we should be pretty good at it, given how often we do it. But for many people, it can cause some uh, difficulty. And if you pause for a moment and just think about it for your own situation, you will probably can recall times when you've made decisions really effortlessly, easily, in flow and straightforward and it was a great decision. And there's probably times when it felt like completely the opposite. Um, it was difficult, you procrastinated, you were weighing it up, you were evaluating, you kept changing your mind, etc, etc. So... What is it that enables us to make decisions easily and effortlessly? And what is it that makes them more sticky and difficult? So let's have a look at some of the sort of popular things that people would say uh, will help and hinder in decision making. Um, The first one might be, well, it depends whether it's my own decision or whether I've got to involve other people. So sometimes it it might look easier to decide something for yourself and harder when you've got to involve other parties, people, sponsors, stakeholders, bosses, clients, customers, colleagues, whatever it is, because you've got more opinions, more views, more outcomes to deal with. So that's definitely something we would say would make it harder. Um, Another thing we might say would make it more difficult to make a decision is it's to do with the topic of the decision. So if it's something, uh, you know, that doesn't seem to have a consequence in our mind, um, you know, like what what socks shall I wear today? Um, that would be a very easy decision. Whereas if we think that the topic and the subject of the decision has consequences, then our mind will make some narratives as to we need to get this right um, because of the significance of what happens. So we could say that a couple of things that get in the way is, you know, how many people are involved in decision making and how important or serious the content of the decision appears to us. Now, just for a moment, see whether that is actually true or whether they're just correlations. Because it's probably fair to say there's times when you've made really quite big, important decisions 
And actually, it hasn't been that difficult. There's been an obviousness to it. Uh, maybe, you know, what house to live in, what car to buy, um, big decision, decisions at work, etc. And they weren't that complex. And there might have been times when really quite innocuous little decisions like what to have for lunch, which sandwich or... Um, what colour something to buy um, might seem quite frustratingly difficult. And also times when you've made decisions on your own and it's only your decision and it's been hard and times when that's been easy and vice versa with other people. So whereas those two things, the number of people involved and the content of decision would often contribute to it, we know they're not causal to that because if they were, they'd be consistently like that all the time. So really that means there's something else going on because it's not to do with the content of decision making or how many people are involved. So what else might it be? Well, it may be fairly obvious to say, well, it's to do with my mind because when I'm feeling clear, decisions don't look difficult and when I'm not, they do. And that's the variable. And yes, we would certainly say that that is the variable from a quality of mind perspective. But let's just get a little bit, let's just go a little bit more and explore that. Because what is it about the mind that makes something easy and in flow uh, or difficult and complex and procrastinating? So let's have a look from behind the principles of quality of mind. So first of all, let's just think what a decision is, because actually there are many things we are doing in our day behaviourally taking action, which we wouldn't even call a decision. So a decision really is when it occurs to us that we have the appearance of options or choice in our mind. And it's kind of our job, our job psychologically to choose one of those options and to go forward into action on it. So that's really the definition of a decision. But how many things are you doing where it didn't even occur to you that you made a decision? But there were other things you could have done, but you didn't do them. So it might be right now, as you're sitting at your desk or driving your car or walking along, listening to this, you've just picked up a glass of water, or you've just moved your arm, or you just looked to your left or right, or maybe you even wanted to check an email or something. Now, did you make a decision to do that or did it just happen? Well, it might have been either. So we really need to just recognise that a lot of what we're calling making a decision is almost after the fact that there's been some appearance and choice in our minds. Because most of the time we're making decisions or taking action without even knowing we are. So what is it that brings something into our awareness that there is a decision to be made? Now, this will probably slightly depend on whether it's your own decision or whether you've got to make it with a group of people. Because if you've got to make a decision with a group of people, then you may have that obviousness in your own head. But you need to wait for everyone else to get obviousness too and for that obviousness to align. So let's just look about it in your own mind. There's no one else involved how does it appear to you when you have to make a decision versus just obviousness of action? So let's take a little example. Um, Imagine you're walking down a street. Maybe it's a busy street or you're in a rail station or something uh, and you want to walk to to the other side. 
and there's lots of other people in in the way now as you're walking most of the time you will just automatically avoid someone else it, it's just you know without even knowing it we, we we will sort of go slightly left or slightly right and the other person will go slightly left and slightly right and we won't bump into them i mean we're quite clever as that as humans but have you, have you ever had that experience whereby you've decided to sort of put that process on manual and um you've sort of gone slightly left they've gone slightly left or or vice versa and you you, you kind of bang into each other now that would happen maybe you know Occasionally, most of the time, we'll kind of miss each other. So how come? What, what happened? Why are we putting that decision suddenly onto manual rather than autopilot? Because actually, the automated system that runs, our, runs the human experience was dealing with that very nicely until we tried to second guess it. So if you take that example and then now put that into other decisions, can you see that sometimes you're just in flow and things are just happening and it's not really you making a decision occasionally some cognition of thought may pop in your mind and you decide to do something but you're not really trying to work it out you're not really doing anything apart from just going with the flow of where the mind takes you now the interesting thing is when we decide that that isn't good enough or it's not like we decide it isn't good enough. Again, another decision. Um, it's more like for some reason it has come out of obviousness and it's gone into the realm of our conceptual mind needing to decide. And that's where we have the appearance of options or choice in our mind. And then we sort of go through a psychological process of evaluating or analysing, weighing it up, looking at the pros and cons. Uh, We then think there might need to be an amount of information that we require in order to make a decision or consult other people uh, or wait for certain eventualities to happen. But it, it goes from being an automated obviousness process to something that we're sort of psychologically manually handling. Now, you might think, well, yeah, that automated process is fine for knowing how to walk down the street uh, or knowing how to to eat your lunch, but it doesn't work when it comes to uh, really big decisions, particularly ones, you know, that might have a big consequence in it. So if you explore this for a moment in your mind, you might find that the decisions go on to manual when there's a perceived bigger consequence or narrative to the decision or when your mind has highlighted particular consequences that you want to avoid. Now, sometimes it would appear that that's a really useful feature of the human design, that we can press pause on a decision, uh, find out more variables, more information, um, whatever it is, and actually going straight into a decision is not the most useful thing because we might have missed uh, looking at various uh, aspects of the decision. So we're not saying here that the best thing to do is always to go with your gut feel, ignore any outside stimulus. What we're saying is that there's a there's a balance to be struck between the sort of, let's call it the intuitive obviousness of decision making and the conceptual kind of psychological evaluation and analyzing of decisions. Now, from our experience of working in businesses and with the modern human society in general, we're probably 
overemphasized on that conceptual mind, analytical, evaluating way of doing decision making, particularly in the business world, because we have a need to justify cognitively our decision making we need to show evidence for why we've done things now well often when we make a decision from a sort of intuitive sense there aren't really any things to point to that tangibly so it just sounds like someone's just come up with an idea so we are we are because of our education of being conditioned into managing our minds psychologically and for our desire for justification evidence we're probably uh, on the balance much more towards that conceptual, analytical, evaluating, um, decision-making faculty of us, rather than that kind of intuitive flow. Now, what happens when you allow that balance to readdress, and when you allow that kind of intuitive mind to flow and dance in between your sort of conceptual mind that might be looking for information and evidence and that more intuitive sense. Because there's a sweet spot in the middle there where you're allowing your intuitive mind to sort of take control, but it's also using the sort of resources of your more conceptual mind to evaluate and analyse, which makes it more fit for purpose for the modern world and particularly for the business world. So you can imagine there's almost like a sort of continuum. At one end, there's making decisions only based on huge amounts of information, um, evaluating every single hypothesis and eventuality, um, which is highly conceptual and highly academic and highly intellectual. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got just making decisions purely on gut feel. Now, Probably, if on that continuum, as I say, we're, far, we're a bit too far to the former and we could probably benefit going more to the latter. But you've got to find where you are in a different decision on that continuum. And not find where you are, but just get a feel for, where you, for what that is for you, what your kind of internal barometer tells you about. And once you do that, you might find it much more easier effortless to make decisions and the and it's likely that the ones that are feeling sticky and difficult is because you're too far to the kind of conceptual analytical mind on that and you just need to take your foot off the gas psychologically to allow that intuitive mind to come through and when you do that you're getting more flow on your decision making now you might be thinking okay that makes sense but what about when there's a big consequence or a um narrative attached to decision you know surely i need to get the decision right so that i can avoid that consequence now this again comes back to the sort of the aperture you're in and and where your narrative is coming from about what the decision could create because another thing about our conditioning is we, we tend to be um slightly biased towards worrying about the future and we like to try and predict and control the future because we think there's some better things that could happen to us or our organisation and some worse things. And we want to make sure we increase the better things and reduce the worse things, which, of course, is completely understandable. But what that can do, if we're not careful, is we get very risk averse and we spend time and energy trying to predict something that really we can't predict 
I mean, no one knows what the future is going to unfold to do. And certainly no one knows how we're going to feel about things in the future. So we need to get a little bit more okay with ambiguity. We need to value the unknown and start to spot when we have some of those consequence narratives that might be reducing us down into a more fearful, anxious, self-conscious position about the future which is really based on absolutely nothing apart from a sort of distorted uh, personal mind thinking about something that could happen. And and if you take a moment now to reflect on some of your past decision makings, particularly the ones you procrastinated on, you can probably spot where your mind was creating all sorts of scenarios that really when you're in a clearer mind wouldn't uh, wouldn't have been on the cards, it wouldn't even been considered. So... Again, it's about spotting using that feeling system barometer. Uh, where am I at? Am I, am I disaster casting this? Have I got a lot of narrative what, what could be happening? Am I trying to predict the future? Um, or, am I, or am I embracing some ambiguity, being okay with not knowing, and recognizing that there's a, there's a resourcefulness that I have at my disposal or anyone's disposal to deal with whatever happens in that real-time responsive way. So, again, another thing to spot on decision-making is when you're, you're veering towards the predictive, risk-averse perspective rather than just loosening up the aperture so you can be uh, go with a bit more ambiguity uh, and deal with whatever turns up from there. Okay, so what are the other aspect that we talked about with regards to getting in the way of decision-making? And that's when you've got to make it with other people. So because of the nature of how the mind works, we all live in separate realities. The, the, the mind works you know, like a projector. Uh, so I guess there's kind of 7 billion fractal variations of one, one consciousness out there. And whereas at one level we are all part of the same system, we also at the same time live in separate realities to each other, creating our own views of that one world. So how do we deal with that? Well, again, this comes back to tapping into the intelligence of your system and getting curious and understanding someone else's reality. There may well be times when there's an obviousness of alignment and you can almost intuit where someone else is at and there's just a general nodding of heads to to a decision and off you go, you're all aligned. And I'm sure you've also had times when that hasn't been the case, when you've got very different opinions in the room or around the business about what to do. Now, we can, if our aperture is a little narrow, get quite egoic and stuck in our own reality about the right way forward. And it can feel like other people's opinions are not valid uh, or not justified, and they're not really listening to yours. Now, what that can do, if we're not uh, spotting that, is it can drive us back into our own mind in a sort of uh, slightly uh, egoic, righteous way where we stop listening and we just try to influence uh, others as to our way. Now, compare that to a time when you've heard someone else with a different opinion to yours about a particular decision, and actually you just had a nice curiosity to understand how come they think what they think. And you've been able to have a dialogue where they've been sharing their opinion, and you've 
genuinely taken on board some of the points that they've said. Whether you agree with them or not is not really the point. But you've had an openness, a curiosity to listen to other perspectives um, that then are available to um, affect, if need be, your own decision making. So, again, there's a feeling to spot behind this. One feeling is a feeling of lightness and openness and curiosity around your own decision. Uh, And on the other end of that is a kind of where all you can see is your own decision and um, that there's no sort of uh, curiosity or compassion to listen to any other point of view apart from trying to influence other people. Now, there's also a, a sort of invisible element to this because... People, despite what you might be saying, can feel the aperture you're in around decision making. So often in organisations, you'll hear people say, well, there was no point trying to convince him he wasn't open. Now, the person who that's being said of may have said, oh, yeah, well, no, no, no one challenged me, so I assume they're OK. Unaware that they were sort of, uh, I guess, giving off uh, uh, a, a sense of um, there's no point talking to me, I'm close-minded. Now, who's right and wrong in that? Kind of no one knows and it doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that we, you need to be aware that people can make assumptions uh, of what you're thinking. And also, even if you're not expressing it, you, you, people can feel intuitively the aperture of openness you're in or not in. And that may well affect their ability to express it or not express it. Now, of course, just caveat all of this in an organisation when it comes to decision making of a collective, it does depend on the uh, remit and role that you're in. Sometimes it, it is situationally appropriate, you know, to just make an, uh, an autocratic decision and it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Um, and I guess in crisis scenarios, that may be absolutely the right leadership decision. So we're not here prescribing that you should always be curious and compassionate to other people's views. Um, that may not always be appropriate. But in the modern business world, where we have a lot more collaboration and co-creation, um, it is probably uh, useful to start spotting the uh, visible and invisible uh, kind of aperture that you're in when it comes to collective decision making. So how does uh, quality of mind help with all of this? Because it could sound highly complex to try and get this decision making thing right. Well, actually... When you're in flow and in a high quality of mind, it isn't. And actually, it doesn't even feel like a decision. There's such an obviousness to it. And and even exploring different viewpoints with other people is actually quite a, uh, a pleasant, uh, interesting, intriguing process. So really, depending on your own mind's aperture will make a difference between whether decision making is easy, effortless and, and uh, an enjoyable experience or the opposite. Um, what we find uh, with uh, people who are understanding the, the mind is that the, the more that they uh, have eyes for themselves on this, uh, the more likely they are to be in that nice flow state when it comes to decision making. And that reduces the times when they get stuck, uh, procrastinate, and it feels quite complex and frustrating. So, That's just been a whistle-stop tour of uh, some of the things that are sitting behind decision-making. If anything in uh, what we've discussed here is interesting or intriguing, then please do uh, let us know. Uh, And if if you want to, reach out and um, have a chat and we can tell you a little bit more about how this plays out in decision-making and in other aspects as well. So until next time, uh, have fun and stay curious.